The views and opinions expressed on WXOJLP are solely those of the original hosts of their respective programs. These views and opinions do not necessarily represent those of Valley Free Radio Incorporated, its volunteers, or any other hosts, guests, or programs on this station. Good evening, and welcome to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm Michael Dow, and I'm joined tonight by Sue Timberlake. Hey there. With the inimitable Mr. Roberts running the board. And uh, we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about, but I just want to mention before we get started that we love to hear from you, and you can get in touch with us in a few different ways. Uh, we're on email. It's civilpoliticsradio at valleyfreeradio.org. Twitter is at CivilPoliticsFM, and Facebook is Facebook.com slash CivilPoliticsRadio. We do also have our own spiffy website, which is CivilPoliticsRadio.com, uh, where we have recordings of previous episodes, links to things we talk about, supplemental episodes, and other good stuff like that. Uh, while we are talking about stuff on the show, our esteemed producer and sound person is trying to uh, keep up with us and post references and links to things. And when he does so, uh, he'll use the hashtag civil references to make it easier to follow along on the tweets and the, the, the Zuckerberg uh, dominion. <laughs> so, yeah. Those, those links are also in the show notes of the podcast. Yes. And the podcast is something, obviously, you're listening live. You may not care as much, but we do upload it usually on uh, on Sunday morning, and we upload it to things like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Play. And uh, I think we're making a deal, like, with certain uh, makers of tin cans and strings to uh, uh, upload it there, too. Uh, but I, I've said too much. That's still in the works, I think. Are we doing a Monday at we're, 4 replay? We're um, still in negotiations with Canner. Okay. So, um, <laughs> we so that's not something we can talk about. But as you said, yes, we are start. We are beginning a re a rebroadcast of Civil Politics Mondays at four p.m. Uh, starting this Monday. So you'll if you miss part of this episode, then you'll be able to hear it on Monday at at four o'clock, just before uh, Democracy Now. Yeah. Yeah. That's. Uh... Thank Encore you. presentation. Thank you, Johanna yeah. and the programming committee. And Absolutely. Yeah. Genre and yeah, that's it's a good slot. Yeah. It's a in the um sort of the commute, depending whether you're yeah. a nurse getting out at three thirty or you know, somebody who, you know, is just going to work at four. So yeah. well, Right. And uh, and it's ours until, you know, something better comes along for the station. Exactly. Yes. Yes. We we uh, grabbed a slot that was vacated and yeah. yeah. Because we're like that. Yeah. Well, it's better to have a bit of our own, a bit of uh, a repeat of station programming than just, you know, random music or whatever, I think. I, I think the program, well, I'm glad the programming committee agreed with us that they should do that. <laughs> you don't like Bossa Nova? Uh, well, I am a fan of Don No Soul Simmons, so of course I do love the Bossa Nova, but um, anyway. Um, oh, right. We're politics. We're not. Yeah. <laughs> I blame it on the bossa nova, the dance civil, of love. Civil bossa nova. <laughs> <laughs> the politics of love. So, um, actually, let's just get started by talking about something that is rather near and dear to me. Uh, horrifying, uh, horrifying. It's horrifying. <laughs> uh, well, it could, have been, it could have been a lot worse. There's only been one fatality, but... Um, 
Uh, 80 houses burned, am I Something right? like that. I grew up in uh, Andover, Massachusetts, and uh, uh, international news has been covering uh, the, the breaking story that started yesterday afternoon. Uh, Andover, North Andover, and Lawrence, uh, uh, which are all next to each other in the Merrimack Valley out east of here, north of Boston, um, started developing, well, people started smelling gas, and then fire started to break out, and some buildings exploded. Uh, one person was killed, and I think about a dozen more have been injured. Uh, I certainly heard about uh, uh, forty fires, uh, or you know, or explosions last 80. night. But it, <laughs> yeah, it's it's probably up to a lot more than that. Uh, the problem appears to be that uh, Columbia Gas, the utility out there, which supplied gas to, among other things, uh, my mom's house. Hi, mom. <laughs> I hope she's listening. Um, and she's okay. She's fine. Yes. Uh, but uh, they apparently overpressurized the system, which, you know, caused gas leaks and explosions and whatnot. And uh, to deal with it uh, while they bled pressure out of the system, uh, they actually cut the power grid, the electrical grid, to all three towns and told people to get out of their houses. So my mom actually evacuated last night. So, Oh, wow. But... Uh, fortunately, we've got good help, and it was all under control, and so I didn't have to, like, drop everything and drive madly back to Andover last night. So that's handy. But a lot of people are not back in their houses. Yes, no, I understand. 8,000, 8, is that something? I think that, I saw that That was number. what I heard, too. Yeah. Um, uh, and nice round number. <laughs> it's obviously an estimate. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, and and the problem seems to be concentrated in the southern part of Lawrence, a bit of North Andover, um, uh down into actually near uh, where I used to live, oh, 25 years ago on Waverly Road, <laughs> my first apartment when I moved out of my parents' house. Might not be there anymore. It might not be, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, yeah, my dad used to complain that house was a fire trap, and I used to say, Dad, it's got asbestos siding, so <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe fire trap wasn't the worst possible thing, <laughs> oh, but anyway, as far as I know, it's still there, but um, yeah, and you were, uh, uh, I, there have been... There's a big story about it in the Daily Hampshire Gazette. Uh, uh, WFCR, the local NPR station, apparently Mayor Sarno from Springfield has been talking to the mayor of Lawrence, giving him advice on how to deal with Columbia Gas. And, and yeah, because they were silent; they hadn't said a thing until four o'clock this afternoon. Well, Columbia Gas also supplies gas to Springfield, and if you remember, six years ago there in was some other states too. Yeah. they bought a lot of gas companies as well. But do you remember did. six years ago there was a gas explosion in oh, Springfield? Yes. Yep, flattened a house, yeah. a, a bunch of them actually. Yeah. Like uh, it flattened a bunch of buildings and injured dozens of people yeah. and fortunately no one was killed but it's uh it's a similar uh uh, uh i think there's a certain similarity between what's i think going that on was here. a regular leak this 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 is like i thought the russians you know me i go right to hysterical and and, and you and know it, the russians drove up the pressure and just showed us what they could do hackers well it hasn't been ruled out from it what has i understand not, but i i think it because they were working on it they had sent out updates columbia gas had sent out updates because they're working on those very trunks so there's a record that they were working on the places that have a problem but columbia gas has been totally silent in fact um, Charlie, yeah, you were telling me. Yeah, Charlie Baker uh, got together with the mayor our great of, governor of He's Lawrence, the which I forget his name, Dan Rivera. Dan Rivera. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and they had a press conference at four this afternoon, which I happened to see, and um, they were saying that 
usually you give a company a little time to sort through because it's a major catastrophe. Mm-hmm. They said they were the least informed and the and the last to, to take action, Columbia Gas. So they took control of this away from Columbia Gas at 4 o'clock this afternoon and gave it to Eversource, another utility in the state. And they're, they, they're my electrical supplier. Yeah, and they bought wow. both of those companies, Columbia and Eversource, have bought up a lot of utility companies. Yep. That's what they mm-hmm. do. Yep. But so Eversource is in charge. Um, the Is it the NS, uh, National Transportation Safety Board is is also involved? And, Interesting. And then after all that happened, I know the FBI is also investigating. After after that was the the control was taken away from Columbia because they weren't returning phone calls, they weren't meeting with people, they weren't telling anybody what they were doing. Wow. So the president of Columbia comes out, Columbia Gas, and does a little newscast, and it is the most insipid thing I ever saw. And basically, he said, "Well, I understand." that the governor has the right to declare an emergency and we're going to refer all questions to the National Transportation Safety Board. And I mean, they should take that utility away from them. They didn't have... I they, can't imagine that they won't after yeah. that. Yeah, they were making phone calls instead of... Call, there's a mutual aid thing, but you have to pay for it mm-hmm. with utilities. And they didn't want to do that, so they were making individual phone calls to other utilities to get them here so there's like no extra crews here i mean there's now there's a hundred but so i think columbia gas this is this is going to be huge because the question is what what happened how did it get overpressurized they can't tell you how high it went so if it went to a thousand pounds per square inch you have to you have to repair all the infrastructure if it only went to 40 then it probably just blew out some weak places yeah but they they can't they can't they have no way of telling they don't they don't know how to figure out how high the pressure went and why. Wow, I, I, you know more about that, <laughs> and I just, than I do. I just watched the um, the I, press conference. I do know Columbia Gas has been um, pushing to bust up the uh, gas workers unions that uh, in in that area. Yeah. Uh, there's a couple of local chapters of the gas workers union, and they're they're pushing for like longer hours, lower pay, fewer benefits. You know, and, I think and, nobody and trying knows- to replace. Uh, you know, like because like sometimes they can't turn off the gas, so when they do that, they have to work with you know live gas, and that takes a highly trained professional to do that, and they want to basically get rid of the people that they have doing that, and see, you can I, see how badly that's gone. I th- I forget if they bought Boston Gas, but they certainly bought some parts where Boston Gas used to exist. You know, the the utility, and I think EverSource got some of the rest of it. Yeah. But that knowledge of some of those old systems is they're dying out because yeah. there's things under the street that nobody really knows what they are and yeah. they're not well, well mapped. And that's and that's one of the reasons why you want those uh, those union professionals because like that's something there's a lot of institutional expertise there. I think. Well, and you want people to document what they when yes. they go in and look. They need to put down on paper so you, it's called an as built map uh-huh. yeah. so that no matter what you think is there when you actually see what's there as built as in as <laughs> it built is. yeah as in it was built this way so yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and that's where the fork is it doesn't go over there it goes you know yeah. so- it's it's the architectural <laughs> equivalent of a of a transcript like, here's the text of the speech but here's what he actually said yeah yeah and, and we can so it a very interesting turn of events a horrible accident and yeah. it's amazing more people weren't killed 
It is. I mean, given the population is. there, isn't uh, Lawrence 80,000 people or some godly amount? It's a city. Yeah. Uh, Andover is, uh, I think, about the same size as Northampton, so it's about 30,000 people. North yeah. Andover is smaller, but still at, at least 15,000. It's, it's at yeah. least as big as East Hampton, if not yeah. significantly bigger. I don't remember because it's been a long time. And Lawrence, Lawrence is a, uh, is a has city. has 76,377. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. 76,377. Yeah. And, and for our local listeners who may not be terribly familiar, with Lawrence, and why should they be? It's an old factory city. It's right? an old factory city. It's like a lot old... like Holyoke. Think of it. It's it's a lot like Holyoke in terms of demographics, uh, in terms of infrastructure, in terms of uh, how it's sort of economically struggling, uh, and also in terms of how like there are richer communities near it that, um, to some extent, are sort of choking out the sunlight, including Andover, where I grew up. Lovely town. Uh, one one interesting thing about Lawrence is that the um, the prevalent language there is Spanish. Yes, it is, absolutely. So like Holyoke is very 51%. like Holyoke, yeah, yeah. And mm -hmm. it makes sense that the richer communities are choking that out. But it, you know, whatever. Uh, I have no idea what you mean. What, you know. <laughs> Who told you such a thing? The mayor of Lawrence was really good because the the press tried to get him to say that the trucks were going to Andover and North Andover. And he said, no, there's no trucks there either. There's no trucks here. You know, we're all, all three communities need yeah. people there. And by no means is he making that allegation. He's making the allegation that Columbia was... Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. It's, you know, disappeared into the woodwork. I... I I think there's definitely uh, uh, a clear connection to be drawn to uh, uh, racism in the, why this happened. But I, it's not a case of people saying, like, well, we've got to send all the emergency trucks to the white communities. You know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not that, that crude. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't think, I think it's a matter of bigotry. It's a matter I, of, like, you know, like, like the, the wealth— line? Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say the gas line was non-discriminatory. Yes. It, it blew up houses in Andover, North Andover, and Lawrence. <laughs> exactly. Right? Everything below the river. Is that what somebody said? The Mer What's the river? Merrimack the Merrimack River. river. Yeah, yeah, the Lawrence said... River. Uh, it, um, mostly it was in Lawrence. There were a few sites where there was trouble in uh, North Andover. I don't think there were any explosions in Andover. There was definitely smoke and fire. Yeah. Uh, but I think, uh, again, like that was under control. I don't think I don't, it wasn't as bad in Andover, and the part of Andover where you know my mom lives is was having the the least of the problems. Yeah, they're I, further away from the yeah. the particular trunk that was overpressurized. Right, and um, if that's what happened, because Columbia is not saying that's what happened. You're right. That's true. We don't right? know that, but it seems that that overpressurization explains what actually happened. You know, in terms of like. Well, suddenly there were gas leaks and there were, you know, fires and explosions. That that makes sense in terms of overpressurization. Yeah, but how did that happen? Yeah. And if there was – they did find a leak. Some of the helicopters flying over with infrared mm -hmm. found a huge leak under some street, and they fixed that. But that also could happen. I think that was Sutton Street in um, Lawrence. But the, um, you could have a leak that would just follow the conduit. Mm -hmm. So it is possible there was just a huge leak that just came up sort of everywhere. But you'd think it would be a moving – target if it was a a one pinpoint leak so this seems like a simultaneous I, leak yes uh, that is the understanding i've had but yeah. again i you know there's still a lot of investigating to do um uh, and you've actually heard more recent information than i have so well, that's because i was watching the news before yeah it came. well <laughs> fine be informed john um, please i just wanted to ask mike um, yes so that's is that the oppression that you get oppression or impression impression that's the impression that you get yes okay 
I think it's I just, a, it's I think, a song. It's Mighty Boston's. Oh <laughs> yes, of course. <sighs> I'm not sorry. I'm not sorry. <laughs> you shouldn't be. But but last night that town was looking like a ghost town. So um, and they said people were amazing yesterday. It happened at four in oh, the yeah. afternoon. So people weren't exactly home, which probably saved a few people. Mm-hmm. But there were people out on their bicycles with um, pipe wrenches helping people turn off the gas yeah. to their house. Yeah. Um, it m- sounded like... Mr. Troiano came over and turned off help mom, you know, turned off the gas at my mom's house. Yeah. So thank you, sir. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of people just grabbed their wrenches and ran up and down to their neighbors. Yeah. Um, there was a lot... It could have been so much worse. And part of the reason why I think it got coverage even like on the BBC International News is because it's like, you know, like... Who would think of such a thing like being widespread and hitting three affluent towns, well, two affluent towns and a, a struggling town in, in New England? In the elite. In Massachusetts, for God's <laughs> sakes. But, um, and, and it really was. They, they really did. They cut the electrical power. The state police blocked off exits on the interstates so people couldn't. Oh, drive in there inadvertently, kind of. Right, exactly. <laughs> oh, let's go see what's going on. Right. right. And, and, you know, and they, they, they told people to evacuate their homes. Yeah. So, and they aren't telling them when they're going to yeah. go back. Your mom's some clearly of them, lucky. Some yeah. of them, they, well, they, they've been sort of clearing things street by street, I think, yeah. where they're sort of going like, yep, it's okay yeah. here. Gas pressure's fine. We don't was see. she back last night or did she stay overnight? She out? stayed overnight. Out of her house. So okay. she was back home at about 1030 this morning. Yeah. And do you know how they told her that she could go back? I don't, Because that's been one of the things is that nobody knows how you can, who's going to. Who says what and when and, you know, that kind of stuff? I I do know that um, one of the reasons why uh, my mom has a landline, one of the reasons why I have a landline in my house is the 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 Andover Police Department. Well, yeah, the the emergency notice, the the reverse 911 where they called the house and said, this is a notice and, you know. Get get out. You know, this is what we're telling you to do. This is the problem. This is what you should do. And and so that's that's handy, you know. Yeah, that's very handy. Yeah. So, and. As I've also mentioned to Mom, the other great reason I have a landline is I've never accidentally left my my house in my in the in the pocket of my other trousers. <laughs> so I have it very convenient. <laughs> I bet. <laughs> and your wife must go. Where did the house go? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Did you like, take it to work again by mistake? No, she was home at the time. <laughs> <laughs> no, it was very weird. <laughs> hey, let me out. Let me out. So, so yeah. So, so what a disaster in good old Massachusetts that highly regulates, supervises, you know, all the utilities. And, I mean, this is, this uh, is big news, actually. Yes, it is big news. Uh, and clearly this could have been worse. Um, and you're right. And, and, you know, it may turn out that Columbia Gas really honestly did nothing wrong and it was evil hackers from Kazakhstan. Yeah. I mean, that, it's, uh, Like I said, that's where my mind went, but that's because yeah. I'm a... I thought of that Paranoid too. Republican. No, I thought of that too. Especially because all the things, you know, all the books that have talked about how vulnerable our grids are and yeah. that they've put little, um, little, um... Yeah, I've... I've Taps or whatever. Yeah, yeah. software software listeners on yeah. all of our systems. Those I, I, Russians and Chinese. I and do North know. Koreans. I do know from uh, uh, a story I, I heard on the news last night. I think from Channel Five out in Boston. Just uh, uh, no, wait, it was something else. Oh no, it was commentary. I was reading on um, uh, Splinter dot com, which is a you know radical news site I read because I'm a crazy lefty. Oh, there you go. Um, but they were one of the I pe- might have to read that just so I can keep up with you. Right, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, 
It's like, at what point do I need to give Mike his deworming pills? He doesn't doesn't get too far out of hand. Listen, I look at HuffPo and Slade, and I just have to know where you guys are going to go, you know? Yeah. Well, (laughs) we're. Know your enemy? Yeah, well, I've. You read that review. You look at National Review. I look at the National Review. Wall Street Journal. You just read the headlines. That's all I'm doing, too. I I look at the uh, Economist closely. And and you like like the articles, not the pictures. Right, Right, exactly. Oh, it depends on the pictures. I, I can't bring myself to look at Fox News. I just. Just it it gives me the agita, but you know who I like on Fox News. I I like um, uh, Brett Brett Bear or uh, no uh, was it Shepard? No, no that Stacy likes Shepard Smith. I think. Yeah, no, I like um, Chris Wallace's son. No, um, right, Chris is the son. Chris Wallace, son of Mike Wallace, the son of Mike Wallace. He yeah. actually does a really good. He's pretty good on the, you know, in terms of uh, the Sunday morning talk shows. He's, yeah, he's he's he's. Well, I, I did like, uh, you know, moments he's had where he's like, wait, are you admitting that you did this terrible thing? <laughs> yeah, he's president. really wait, good at you it. Just, you just said that you did, you're doing X, Y, and Z. Why are you denying it now? Yeah. I just heard you. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, he's, he, yeah. He's, he's nailed a few of my guys and your guys. So. Yeah. It's, it's uh, like I said, he's, he's pretty good to listen to Sunday morning, so, in but, my opinion. Uh, well, anyway, it's certainly going to be so a, splinter? <laughs> an interesting story. Yes, uh, an interesting story to, to keep an eye on. Uh, well, they were just uh, uh, one of the people there said, I actually work at a, at a utility and uh, we they actually they're considered critical infrastructure. And so they have uh, interactions with Homeland Security to help secure their 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 networks, which he said, you know, aren't unhackable, but it, they, we actually are constantly you know, updating and monitoring, keeping an eye on things. And he said, apparently there are thousands of attempts at intrusion every day. So that is not reassuring. I got it. <laughs> n- nope. No, it is not. So. Yeah. I heard a guy who um, had worked for one of the gas, natural gas companies for, you know, 40, 50 years. And he was saying that there's um, surge suppressors on the, on most gas lines, mm-hmm. that that's the way they were designed. And so, they they should protect against both leaks and also you know big leaks and also high pressure. There's some high pressure things mm-hmm. in there too. So he was surprised that it could happen. You know, what? you know, and he doesn't work for Columbia Gas. He was just saying, you know, the architecture is this, this, and this, sure. and this shouldn't be able to happen. You know what I'm honestly reminded of? Uh, it, it's different circumstances. You know, different context, different natural environment. You know, different fatality and so forth. But. I really, it's reminding me very much of the explosion on the Deepwater Horizon oil platform. Yeah, yeah. all these safety things they ignored. Right, and, yeah. or they were like, oh, that'll be fine, and like they actually weren't nearly as safe as they thought they were, and the stuff that they had didn't work the way they thought it would, or they, they hadn't quite put it in correctly, or they're like, we'll fix that next week kind of thing. Um, and yeah. again, that connects back to the story I, I, I mentioned uh, uh about uh, them trying to like you know bust the unions or whatever, and again, like I, I know I'm I'm left wing, and I think on the whole unions are a very good thing, but this you, is one of the reasons why I think unions are are a good thing. You know how Republicans say a good a good guy with a gun takes to stop a yeah a good engineer is really with what? a socket wrench, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. you, you know, or, or no duct tape is that it? A good no. engineer with duct tape. <laughs> People with it's sort of like Sully who flew the plane um, uh-huh. Miracle yeah. on the Hudson. Yeah, yeah. You know, those folks, people that are highly trained, love their job, dream about it at night. People who know their stuff. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I th- I think that's the real story in this is that I'll bet you a dollar that 
some, there's somebody there who was like, holy crap, <laughs> <laughs> turning yeah. the valve at the right time. You can't send that guy out on the line all by himself. You know, there'll yeah. be somebody who says, oh, yeah, the O-rings. We told you the O-rings wouldn't stand up to cold air, you yeah. know. Yeah, there'll be people like that. Yeah, and and the problem is that they're sort of aging, and that a lot of the, from my perspective, a lot of the um, the colleges, the junior, not junior colleges, the um, trade schools, you mean? Trade schools, yeah, the community colleges. You know, there just aren't a lot of people that actually know how to do things. You know, it's really, it's almost like it's not, it hadn't been valued for a while, and that there's a whole. There's a gap. You know, there's a bunch of people that we need to really want to be plumbers and electricians and know how to work on a high high power line. I mean, those are tough jobs. Oh, they are. You know, Absolutely. Go up, go up and on the really top important. of a windmill. I, 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 wind you and I, one of the ways you and I are, are you know, liberal and conservative, but uh, well, I think one of the things that the, the, the common threads that binds us together in our political out views and our uh, views and our economic views is both of us have a strong respect for competence. Like, it's very important to have somebody who just knows what they're doing, even if in the end you don't want them doing it. Yep. You know, like, I, 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 I like a smaller, leaner, less aggressive and less interfering with the, uh, the rest of the world U.S. military. But I do still want us to have, like, a competent cadre of, of pilots and submarine crews and, you know, people who can, you know, uh, uh, fix uh, or, you know, maintain the, uh, the, the, you know, the much smaller nuclear arsenal we need. But, you know, that kind of thing. And you have need pride in it. Knows, yeah, and have pride in it. Yeah. Do you it's, remember all those, important sh work. those ships crashing? You know, they T-boned each other. There were three or four. A couple of Navy four, ships last yeah. year. No, a couple of years two, ago now. Two or three years yeah, ago. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I remember. There were two different incidents. So it was bad seamanship. Yeah, and cases. it turned out there were five or six incidents of varying degrees. Oh, I heard about the ones where people died. Yeah, <laughs> right. And the ship was yeah had a yeah. big hole in the side. So there was a little piece, you know me, C-SPAN, and they were talking to one of the folks who does all the training for the Navy and, you know, sort of in charge of that, you know, whatever that is. Mm -hmm. And he was saying that they had for a while gone to giving um, crew on some of these huge ships, you know, mm -hmm. incredible, you yeah. know, I forget the, the class. But anyway, they were giving them four C four dvds instead of hands-on training and when i heard that i told a friend of mine who was in the navy and he goes oh my god you know that that was where the training had gotten to when all those five or six incidents happened is that there were people that were being put on ships who had only seen the dvds to, to you know actually like Do, crewing them and doing that important yeah work. yeah whatever that little job is you know they they'd only seen the dvds of it and it might have been a different style ship and yeah and you just hear that and you go you know, we got to go back to having somebody turn the wrench and, and well, take the thing apart and put it back together. And Well, and I know that there is a lot of competence in the U.S. military, yeah. but still, yeah, it's... Uh, it was some sort of a shortfall of personnel and shuffling. There weren't enough people to man, and, you know, they give I'm, them, you I'm, know... I'm not surprised, uh, in part because we spend too much money on, on defense overall, but we don't spend enough on the actual personnel who are so critical. Yeah. Like I said, we, we, oh, I yeah. mentioned this last week. I think yeah. we should – the base pay for any enlisted person in the Army should be the equivalent of $15 an hour, which I think is about 31000 a year. And I think we currently pay them 19000 a year yeah. at, at the starting pay. And it goes up from Room there. Room and but, board, but yeah. Uh, yeah, included. sure. But if you're going to – Haircuts included. Sure, exactly. <laughs> Medical care included. Sure. PX On the other hand, free. if, you, if you're, if you're going to you know sign up to you know maybe take a bullet for me, um, I think – you, you know, prefer. <laughs> I think room and board and, and decent wages are – I would like people who are dedicated and professional and, yeah. you know, and yeah. And not worried about their kids at home. Yeah. Among other things. Yeah. Yeah.
Yeah. Well, what a turn we took. But that's, you know, that's, this event is such a good example of just what I think what we're going to find is that yeah. they didn't have enough qualified crew well, doing the upgrades. I, I uh, you know, I mean, I don't know. Again, or you, the and I, you and I have some <laughs> different ways that we look at things, too. And you, you, you may well be right that we are sort of slowly turning into the Royal Army of Oz with 17 generals and one private. <laughs> and you can only be an officer if you're from the ruling class. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, that's a problem. I think the Germans kind of found that. Yeah. Well, and the Brits. Actually, the Brits were worse the in Bri- World War yeah. The Brits are worse. Yeah, well, you know, uh, there's nothing like a... a, a the the British uh, military for a long time basically ran on sergeant majors. You know, like they were the ones who knew what they were doing. And everybody know, else was just the people decoration. with weak chins and who look kind of like me would uh, <laughs> sort of stumble around and say, "And hey, fix everything, sergeant." Yes, sir. <laughs> so anyway, but uh, we should take a short break now. Um, go ahead, John. Sorry, just uh, a one of our PSAs, uh, but. But I was going to read it live. There is, and it's kind of related, uh, Please, an organizing forum to fight a proposed Columbia gas expansion in the Pioneer Valley is happening. Oh, how timely. Um, yeah. <laughs> on, oh, because this is a pipeline thing, right? I'm sorry? Is this the pipeline they wanted yes. to put in? Yeah, okay. Um, to, uh, I think it's a transfer pipeline, but I'm yes. not sure. But um, the it's the topic... To, pipeline expansion and it is on tuesday september 25th 7 p.m at first churches which is 129 main street in northampton um so that is something that everybody in the valley should know about yeah and columbia i think was uh saying they weren't going to take new gas customers because they didn't think they could be sure there was enough they'd yeah be able there's to... no if you don't have natural gas now the new houses over on hatfield i think street. that was eversource actually in... oh was it it's both, actually. It's the, both, it's, yeah. yeah, it's add. Yeah. There's no added capacity because yeah. they say like there isn't enough gas to go around. That's what the that is yeah. what the expansion is about. Yes. Yeah. They want to add more, but... but over at Hatfield, and yet they managed to overpressure the line. Yeah, <laughs> well, <laughs> over at um, Hatfield Street, they built a bunch of new developments, and uh-huh. they're all on propane because uh-huh. they couldn't get a natural gas connection. I mean, that's like four buildings of apartments huh? that are all on. I mean, can you imagine the size of the propane tanks? Uh. Well, hopefully no one gets careless with that. So anyway, we should take a short break uh, because we need to play some PSAs, promos, and IDs and otherwise keep the FCC happy and smiling. We don't want that guy with the big Reese's peanut butter cup to come after us. So uh, we'll be taking a short break now. We'll, We'll be back with more civil politics in just a couple of minutes. Don't go away. We'll be right back. The Forbes Library staff would like to remind you of the incredible resource that you have in your local public library. We have tens of thousands of books for you to check out, music CDs, movies, newspapers from around the region, the state, and the country. We have a wide variety of magazines and free computer and internet access every day. We also have our incredible reference services there to help you answer particularly vexing problems. All of this is free, locally available at 20 West Street in Northampton. So come by and check us out in person or at www.forbeslibrary.org or call 587-1011 for more information. making my emergency kit. I want to be prepared, just in case. Oh, my friend Mia made a kit with her family. Everyone help! They packed flashlights and batteries, water, food, a radio, and put it where they could find it rapidamente, quickly. Hmm. 
guess I should take my canoe out of there, huh? Look, brother. <laughs> Help your family get ready for an emergency. Learn more at ready.gov slash sesame. For all the best in Americana, check out Roots and More Tuesday morning from 7 to 9. From blues, folk and rock to Cajun, Zydeco, and alternative country, Roots and More brings you emerging artists, new releases, and older favorites. Tune in Tuesday morning from 7 to 9 on Valley Free Radio. Classical music on Valley Free Radio. Tune in to Andy Musique. Wednesday mornings at 7 a.m. for an hour of beautiful music to start your day. Hosted by Lucy and Larry. I'm Rachel Maddow with the Pioneer Valley Planning Commission and the Franklin Regional Council of Governments for Valley Free Radio. Reminding you that legally, bicycles are vehicles and bicyclists have the same rights and responsibilities and should observe the same rules as motorists. For more information on bicycle rights and safety, go to www.massbike.org. Hi, I'm Amy Goodman, host of Democracy Now! You're listening to Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM in Northampton, Massachusetts. Today, community broadcasting is more important than ever. Corporate interests affect what music we hear on commercial radio, and real news and opinion take a backseat to ratings and profits. Valley Free Radio is owned by its members, operated by volunteers, its programming created by your friends and neighbors, and it's wholly supported by the community. Please consider going to www.valleyfreeradio.org donate to support free speech in the Pioneer Valley. Thank you so much. And we're back with Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio, WXOJLP 103.3 FM out of Northampton, Massachusetts. I'm still Michael Dow. I'm still here with Sue Timberlake and John Roberts. Um, and just before we uh, uh, get into talking about uh, Paul Manafort, I think, you, I think we yeah, is, yeah. is where the spinner came down. Um, <laughs> but uh, Vanna just, White pointed to the... Never mind. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wheel of morality, turn, turn, turn. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> Show we us should the have a we wheel of morality <laughs> in here. Like a, like a little spinner thing yeah, or whatever. Yeah. Vanna, I'd like to buy some principles, please. <laughs> I heard somebody call Trump amoral the other day. I thought that was interesting. I think that's probably true. Yeah. yeah that's and a I, really good. And, and the person screwed up who was ta- uh, interviewing them and said, you mean immoral? And he said, no, amoral, in that he has he has no compass. It's, he, he doesn't have bad morals. He has none. It's like, <laughs> yeah. whatever. He's like, I mean, it's... That's not when, what when, drives uh, it. When people say... Um, like corporations should do a thing or they they're ruining this why are they doing this since like they they're things they don't have morals they yeah. just do what they want money yeah, yeah they they have they have everything has a guiding force but people like that don't have a like good versus evil or anything like that doesn't really enter into the con no it's more for me equation. if it if it works out so it's more for me then which i go is, there which is a lot like which the, i'm not like that but. right no <laughs> well, of course not no not neither am i yeah no, at no. least you wouldn't say it on the air why yeah. would you think that um which is a lot like being that's a great look John. Yeah. <laughs> for we, people at home you didn't see the side eye <laughs> which is a lot like being immoral 
but you know, immoral is in some level like I'm committed to like this thing. Bad things, yeah. Yeah, like <laughs> I'm committed to like I I think it's great that I'm playing them all for suckers. I, that's totally fine. Yeah. Immoral is immoral. malevolent. Yeah, amoral, amoral is, is it's. It's not the do driver. We, do we want to go into the grid? Do we want to go into the... Nah. <laughs> okay. Nah, I don't think we need to play uh, alignment system. Okay. Yeah. So, speaking of, of amoral, wheel. <laughs> there's this guy named Paul Manafort, who was uh, for a while running President Trump's election campaign in 2016. And uh, Very briefly, very briefly. Yes. Very briefly. Uh, just uh, kidding. Just through the Republican <laughs> convention. No, it was, like, it was like just a few weeks. A hundred days. Yeah. Yeah. What's, what's it, wasn't, days? it wasn't that long. No, it was four months. Wait, it was four months. I thought yeah. it was just like two months or something. No, I don't. Think it so. was. It was a while. To the internet, <laughs> he was certainly he was the one who Trump organized. Trump was saying that the, it was very brief and yeah. hardly had any. I role. think it was about a hundred days, and he's the one who organized the Republican convention. I remember that. So anyway, uh, uh, Mr. Manafort has already been found guilty on eight uh, federal uh, counts of, of uh, tax evasion and uh, other. Uh, federal crimes. For, foreign agent and all that stuff. Undeclared. Well, the foreign agent thing is actually what the upcoming trial in Washington, D.C. was going to be about. Uh-huh. Those charges have been dropped because he's pled guilty to two charges today. Today, he pled guilty to two charges of conspiracy, one against uh, conspiracy against the United States and the other one, I forget what it was exactly. But anyway, uh, two of the charges he's pled guilty to, uh, he's, allo- he's going to allocute to them, uh, and he is... Um, going to be getting some leniency with his sentence for that. And these are that. federal charges. These are federal charges. He's He hasn't been sentenced yet for the, the trial where he was convicted on eight counts in Virginia, but uh, and isn't there still likely he will get eight to ten years. Uh, the, the state of New York may be pursuing other things. Well, that's what they said. Those are held in a sort of abeyance, depending whether... But the feds get first, first bite at the yeah. apple. Uh, you know, because of the supremacy clause. Yeah. But yes, uh, just like um, with uh, uh, Trump's personal lawyer. Uh, Cohen? Yes, thank you. I was going to say Paul Dano. And I'm like, no, <laughs> that's somebody else. <laughs> it's Friday. We're tired. Yeah. Um, uh, 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 Mr. Cohen, uh, Michael Cohen, he's um, uh, he's facing, well, because of his uh, taxi medallion business, apparently, um, but also uh, because of uh, uh, mismanagement of the Trump Foundation as a charitable institution, and Mr. Uh, Cohen was involved with that. So there, there are charges there that are significant, um, but that aren't really connected to the, uh, uh, the sort of the national uh, scandal Adventure. so directly. But anyway, so Mr. Manafort apparently has agreed to uh, uh, become a, a cooperating witness with the uh, with the. Uh, Robert Mueller's investigation. So I heard what he agreed to, and I I just jotted it down so it might not be perfect. Fire away! But it says that he agrees to um, answer questions, interviews on any topic, any topic yeah. that um, Mueller yeah. wants, which is pretty far-reaching. Yeah. And if they decide he's uncooperative, the the charges go back. Right. right. Well, yeah. he. Um, because it's they don't actually the the plea agreement is he has to cooperate the whole time and then yeah, at the I, end I think the off I think the offer includes that uh, the sentence for these two crimes here will be served concurrently with the eight to ten years he's facing in Virginia or f- from the Virginia trial but if he goes back on that they can tack them on at the end yeah. which uh, you know and I think he's about can... seventy years old so like you know eight to ten years is a huge sentence making it longer is just got to be really upsetting or wor- really worrying. Yeah. Good to know. So if I get into trouble because I'm older, they should give me less years. Is that the... No. 
No, not at all. But I'm just saying, you know, it like, feels long. Okay, yeah, it's like, but I don't know. Ten years well, in your twenties is a lot longer than ten years in your seventies. Sure, but ten years I'm in my twenties, so. I have a, I have a, re- <laughs> I have a very strong likelihood of being alive when I, when I finish my oh, sentence. Good point. Okay, but you know, uh, like, plenty of people live from seventy to eighty, but fewer than live from twenty to thirty is all I'm saying. You know, so, you know, um. Which reminds me, uh, has Bill Cosby started serving his sentence yet? I think they're still doing appeal stuff. Oh, okay. Well. That's what happens when you have money, right? You just yes. <laughs> stall, stall and delay. Well, uh, 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 unless you're Paul Manafort and you're a complete idiot about it. <laughs> that was the other thing, the conspiracy to, to, to tamper with witnesses, I think. He was uh, to obstruct justice. Oh, that's right, because they put him back in jail. They took his bracelets off. Yeah, yeah. And because yeah. he was he was he, interfering. He was sending. That was the Virginia case. Uh, I think it was the the DC case, but regardless, he was sending messages trying to. Yeah, it was it was the DC the the trial that was going to be held in the DC circuit because he was trying contacting someone say like, now remember, we of course <laughs> never lobbied on behalf of the Ukrainian government. That would have been illegal. That's why we didn't do it. And the guy was like, hey, Mr. Mueller, so uh, I got these messages where he's trying to, you know. Remind me of what I'm supposed to say. Yeah. yeah. So what an interesting guy. And God, does he look like he's aged. He's, he looks, the, at least the press today, looked. he looked really, really I, tired. I, I, I'm yeah. not surprised. Yeah. You know, he's, he's, so he's, he's been living high on the hog for a long time. Well, Trump, Trump, Trump looks pretty frazzled, actually. Yeah, the president does look does look run down and uh, I, I'm not surprised uh, here's someone who uh, you know was living in his own little bubble and didn't have to work all that hard didn't have to do things he didn't want to have to do uh, didn't have to leave his secure little space uh, didn't have to Trump live in tower. a house built by slaves right yeah. just a tower built by <laughs> you know immigrants or whatever yeah um, <laughs> And uh, you know he could he could spend as much time as he wanted doing things like playing golf and and nobody would fact check him so or care about what he, he said. Why did he do that? That's really the interesting. Thing. Oh, become president? No. Huh. Um, uh, <clears throat> I, I just wanted to go back a little bit. Bill Bill Cosby uh, sentencing is scheduled for September twenty fourth. Oh, it's um, coming up. Good the, to know. The uh, fun facts: uh, his uh, legal team is trying to uh, throw like a. Basically, solved by by trying to get a judge thrown off the the panel, um, and so people are slamming him for that. Uh, and also, he is being sued for fifty thousand dollars for unpaid legal fees by part of his legal team. Oh, so he must not have money anymore. He hasn't had money in a while. Yeah, I honestly have no idea, but he he certainly had money, but. Um, I do know that um, – do you remember there was a story in the news, uh, uh, an actor whose name I'm forgetting right now, but there, uh, uh, Fox News spotted him bagging groceries at Trader Joe's, and there was sort of a, an outcry about that. Yeah. And the fellow had, had, had been on the Cosby show for yeah, a while. Yeah, he was one of the young men. Yeah. yeah. And uh, he said, among other things, well, you know, uh, uh, I do work as an actor when I can, and I, you know, I, I get jobs sometimes and other times I don't. But one thing that helped sort of smooth out the the, uh, the the feast and famine nature of that was I was getting residuals from the Cosby show, and those all suddenly dried up about 18 months ago. Oh, because they're not replaying the Yeah, everybody <laughs> stopped playing those. Oh, because, right. Of course. You know. yeah. So in a very real but sense, that a... guy is like bagging groceries because Bill Cosby, yeah. you know, shanked him. Yeah. 
So, but that young man didn't he get offered a job by somebody? Yes, Tyler Perry offered him a lot of mo- yeah. uh, offered him a lucrative job, which is great. Yeah. I, I, you know, I'm I'm glad he's doing well, and and, and like many other people, I see no problem with him bagging groceries if that's nothing, how he's feeding. Nothing his wrong family. with an honest day's work. Hey, I help move people. You yeah. know, in my sixties, so. I I waited tables for years. Yeah. So, yeah, it's the new normal, which was mostly honest. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, good to know. Oh, we'll clip that right out of the show. <laughs> I I would sometimes adopt a fake accent and do be French. So Manafort. Yes, <laughs> that was my fault. <laughs> but no, good point though, and it and it's yeah, yeah. So some of these folks are finally getting their comeuppance. <laughs> I mean, the, the judicial, it's yeah. slow, right? The judicial system is slow, but eventually some folks actually go to jail. Yes. Well, and... Uh, Perhaps not the right ones, but... Well, I can't help but feel that the noose truly is tightening around uh, uh, the president's News or noose? Uh, both, actually. Oh. It's a good <laughs> good verbal ambiguity, but I, I meant with the one with two O's and an uh. S. Um well, you know, I've always said that he was going to be impeached after the midterms, yes. even if our guys are still in charge. I, you know, people think I'm saying the Democrats are going to win the House, which they may. Yeah. But I, I just think that there's too many pieces, and I think the um, deep state has gotten out of him what they wanted, which was taxes, tariffs, well, the, free trade. The the rascals running Toad Hall at this point. <laughs> yeah. So um, there's a. Uh, Folks who may remember the the wonderful short-lived comedy central series, The Nightly Show, host Larry Wilmore has a new podcast these days called Black on the Air, and he does interviews with people. And I, I try to listen to it uh, well, uh, more often than I do, but I listen from time to time. And in a recent episode, he had an interview with a fellow named Rick Wilson, who's come out with a new book that I actually hold here in my hands. I just picked up a copy today at Broadside Books uh, called uh, Everything Trump Touches Dies. A Republican strategist gets real about the worst president ever. Republican, you said. Oh yeah, <laughs> and this guy is—he—he—he—he uh, he, he says he, he's sort of a Karl Rove type. He—he he says he's gleeful about uh, slinging mud and getting dirty and 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 you know. Ooh, my kind of guy. Yeah, your kind of guy. <laughs> a a a boiler. You know, a a, a a a bully who's happy to use power and has no shame about, uh, 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 you know, torpedoing people's careers and so forth. And the uh, dark arts. Yes, <laughs> and uh, he he says that. Uh, and I, you know, I haven't had a chance to research this guy, so I don't know how much of this is self-aggrandizement, but I suspect it's mostly true, anyways. Well, he's that- supposed to be a comedian. He's very. Rick Wilson? No, yeah. he's he's a political operative. Larry Wilmore is a comedian. Yes, but I think um, he's got a good sense of humor. I might be wrong. Rick, oh yeah, this w- book Wilson, yeah. is is funny. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was trying to go. Yeah, yeah. Say oh, not yeah. Um, Larry Wilmore. Yeah, no, no, I, a comedian. I, and I don't know. Maybe maybe he has worked as a stand-up yeah, comic. So he's yeah. a, a dark arts, but he also has a good sense of. Oh, absolutely. Um, absolutely, he's 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 irony. He's he's <laughs> he's got a very scathing wit. Yeah, and I love to read it after you're done. So yeah, yeah, and. Uh, uh, he started off by talking about uh, how, uh, you know, in 2015, he, he's like, wow, this is guy is going to be an absolute disaster. We really can't let him, you know, become take our over the party. Yeah. And 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 he does. Yeah. <laughs> as, as he puts it, uh, 
Donald Trump, the avatar of our worst instincts and darkest desires as a nation, sits in the Oval Office. I did what I could to stop it. We failed in 2016, but that doesn't mean I'm going to sit back as the Nickelback of presidents wrecks my country. (laughs) (laughs) Nickelback is a famously terrible rock band. (laughs) Like I said, I want to read it when you're done. Or I may take it out of the library if you take too long. Yeah, well, I'll I'll bring it for you next week. Yeah, I'm reading. (laughs) No. No. No, <laughs> right there on the dust yeah. jacket. Yeah, yeah he was reading. That. Yeah, <laughs> he was reading from the book. Actually, quoting from yeah. the book. What? <laughs> now, see, I'm running. I'm reading uh, Savage's book on cybersecurity and mm. sort of all the things we should be afraid of, given how bad our systems mm. are. So, and I'm having trouble reading it because it's dense. It's really dense. So I would yeah. enjoy that. The other thing I, I need to read is uh, Bob, Robert Woodward's uh, new Fear. book. Fear. Are you going to read it? I'm at least going to pick <laughs> it up and and pretend to read it, so I seem smart. <laughs> okay. You know. <laughs> Which is a you know <laughs> an important thing yeah. here you know on this radio. We still lost John over there. Yeah, <laughs> no. Nickelback of presidents. Yeah. That's insulting Nickelback. Yeah. It is kind of that isn't is insult. Yeah. Nickelback is a is a popular and successful band who at least can competently play their instruments. Mm. I guess they they know chords and stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they know chords and stuff. Um, I think uh, I think the equivalent of a president uh, for a presidency, Trump doesn't have that. Trump doesn't know the equivalent of playing, you know, an E chord on a guitar. He really doesn't. But he is effective at what he's intended to do. So, yes. Yeah. Well, one of the things Mr. Wilson talked about in the interview, which I imagine he talks about in uh, in his book, is uh, you know, as someone who was going out and field testing and and you know, trying to find out what voters were thinking about, is again and again, people were talking about how they had this vision of Donald Trump that was shaped by how they'd seen him on TV, on The Apprentice. Oh, because he's a... This scripted show where... And they said, like, well, it seems like he's he's somebody... He's decisive and he can fire people. He's he's decisive. (laughs) He's capable of understanding complicated things. He knows a lot about a lot of different things. He knows how how to, like... Uh, uh, pick things that are working and and get rid of things that don't and you know and none of that's true because all of that was was fake on TV. Yeah. Interesting His, times. Uh, the, and the 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 nutshell version of uh, he said uh, if he has advice for the Democrats, it's not it's don't waste time arguing about policy and 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 how to how to do better. Find a candidate who's good on TV. Oh, Mitt Romney. Central casting. Um, you see Carrie's... No, no, a candidate who's good on TV. <laughs> Have you seen um, Kerry? He's starting to make the circuits. Oh, John Kerry. Kerry. Yeah, oh, okay. sorry, not... It's like um... a movie? <laughs> Is this it's... like a movie? Yeah, yeah. No, oh, you mean like the movie with Sissy Spacek where they drop blood on her at the, at the, no, the school no. dance? <laughs> no, but he's, he's making the circuits. You can circuits. see why I think of that in these circumstances. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and Bloomberg, too. I mean, it's very interesting to see them all, everybody all lining up. Yeah, and Joe Biden, too. But, you know, yeah. we were talking about Manafort. And why did Trump hire Manafort? Well, we can all speculate that. But one thing he did do, and I, you he's remind the, him. He's he, Trump's kind of person. Well, do you remember that Trump had to, there was a period where he had to sort of sort out the electoral college and who mm-hmm. did what to whom, and that's when Manafort came in. It was sort of like a good vote. He's a Mr. Fix-It, Get-It-Done kind he is. of person. He's a, a, and, you know, know, and Trump a prop up the dictators kind yeah. of person. Yeah. And Trump Trump recognized that and talked oh, yeah. him into joining. That's what I don't understand sometimes is all the generals and everything that have surrounded. You know, now they're trying to, if you believe what you read in the press, they're trying to sort of keep the country sort of in a stable and you know unidirectional 
the the generals and the, his cabinet. But why did they join him in the first place? They must have believed something about him too. You uh, know, that's that. Some of those folks were really senior and really good. Some of them have turned over. Uh, opportunism, I imagine, is part of it. Um, there, there, there are probably a, a number of, of things, but um, you know, it's an interesting bit... question. How does somebody like Trump attract all those really senior folks that are accomplished in their own rights? Yeah. Well, um, so the the Mr. Wilson here in in his book um, does uh, say, I admit I'm driven to write, also driven to write this book by uh, a stirring bit of guilt. I've spent a career electing Republicans, defending the conservative movement and philosophy, and fixing the messes made by all too human elected officials. I'm the guy you call when it's time to run the ads that end the campaign. You know, part because my skin is so thick, I don't really care about the criticism. You know, um, you call me when you're in the back of a police police car outside the shady massage parlor, and you have to be on the floor of Congress to vote in 24 hours, kind of thing. Um, sort of a Cohen kind of person. Yeah, but uh, okay. So kicking it further down, uh, in work for campaigns, associations, corporate clients with skin in the game of politics, and a constellation of super PACs, we fed the monster, and I trained it. I know how patronizing that sounds. The thought that we could activate and call it what it is, manipulate voters. Well, we did. And as the tools of data targeting and analytics improved, we got very, very good at it. And I imagine there's probably a lot of people who were like, well, well, Trump's going to win, you know, or Trump's, you know, like a likely winner. So we'll back him out of opportunism or whatever. Yeah. You know, I think that's got to be a lot of opportunism. Historians are going to go back. I imagine I'm not, I'm not, I don't sort of live in that world of historians. I live more sort of in the science world. But I can imagine that historians are going to really go through this and see how this happened and well, sort of why and what, what was it in the American hmm. nature that allowed it to happen or encouraged it to happen. Well, and I think there's also a fair amount of short-sightedness and stupidity. And, uh, and also um, one of the things that uh, Bob Woodward's book has come out has sort of revealed is there's a s- sense that uh, – uh, people are like, oh, well, at least there are a few adults around Trump, and one of the people they point to is Lindsey Graham. But if you read some of the details, Lindsey Graham has some crazy ideas about, about foreign policy as well. Like, I think he was interve- advocating intervening in Syria and stuff like that. Do you like think that, he so. was really in love with McCain? I kind of think he was. You mean romantically? Yeah. Could be. I, I, I honestly have no idea. Definitely a man crush. But, sure, yeah. yeah. I, I, it's, it's, and I'm not disparaging. I'm just saying it feels like... He's, I, I wouldn't disparage it either. I just can't yeah. possibly judge two, about two people I've never met. <laughs> it's yeah. all, you know, it's like, I'm like from the outside, I wouldn't rule it out, but I certainly couldn't say more than that. No, and I don't mean that they were romantically involved. I just meant that Lindsay. No, even yeah. even a little bit. Yeah. Anyway, uh, it is time for us to get ready to go here. So uh, this is the this has been civil politics to, uh, here on Valley Free Radio. Uh, coming up next this evening, we've got subculture. Uh, followed by Table of Contents, OK Asia, and then a repeat of an encore presentation of Drum and Bass with DJ Fife. So uh, that's a lot of good music going into about like 4 a.m. Uh, a podcast of the show is going to be uploaded uh, this weekend, probably Sunday morning, to iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play and other website-type uh, things. So uh, thank you for listening to Civil Politics here on Valley Free Radio. We'll be back with more of this stuff next week. Uh, hope you'll join us. This show, show will reply on and yes, Monday and at 4. And as of now, we're starting uh, uh, repeats on Mondays at 4 in the afternoon. We'll let you know how long those go for. Anyway, thanks very much for listening. Good night. This show is part of the Planetside Productions Network. 
For more information, please visit www.planetside.pro. And thank you for listening.